And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time at Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herb, we welcome in Mr. Husker Football, Mike Babcock from Hale Varsity. And you want to get his newsletter, his bi-weekly newsletter. Uh, be sure to send an email out, MikeB at HerdAtSports.com. Babbers, how are we doing on a Wednesday? Thanks for the time. I'm doing okay. I'm adjusting to the uh, weather adjustment. Back and forth. Yeah, and that's absolutely what this great state is. It's 76 in grill weather yesterday. It's gloomy today. It's going to be cold Saturday. And I want to start off, and and Dion in the stream uh, throws this out there about the weather and uh, the weather affecting Purdue and what they want to do offensively. Do you think it's going to be more harmful or potentially harmful or effective uh, against a Purdue offense than, than what Nebraska wants to do. Let's start there, and good question from Dion. And, you know, you get to this time of year, and Matt Rule's eyes kind of lit up talking about November weather at his Monday presser. Yeah, well, you've got to be able to run the ball when, when you play in this kind of weather. You know, that's what Tom Osborne always said about why they ran the offense that they did, because there were going to be times when the weather was going to be really a factor in the game, cold weather, wind, whatever, you've got to be able to establish a running game. And I think that's that's to Nebraska's advantage. Uh, if if forecast is correct for Saturday, uh, I think that's to Nebraska's advantage because I think that's the strength of Nebraska on offense as we go along. Although we've got a we've got a restructured offensive line that has to be taken into consideration. Um, not that the guys can't play, but uh, as a group, you know, they haven't worked together uh, as much as you would have liked. But uh, Nebraska's defense that you talked about, number four nationally against the run, I think Purdue is going to have a really difficult time establishing any kind of a run. And if you want to throw the ball, uh, the weather is not going to be conducive to that for one thing. And for another thing, in order to throw the ball, I think you have to be able to have some kind of a running threat. And I think Nebraska can shut that down. Mike, to you, with with Purdue, you think they're going to struggle to run it with the weather? You think they're probably going to struggle a little more to throw it than they usually do? And then with Nebraska, the, the uncertainty and the question marks along the offensive line with what that's going to look like following another couple of injuries, is this a, a first to seven or a first to ten kind of game at Memorial Stadium on Saturday? Well, <laughs> yeah, it could be, let's say, first to 10. Let's let's really have a scoring explosion kind of a thing here <laughs> in, this, in, this, in this situation. Yeah, it, it could be, um, you know, because, again, you, you've got, I think you've got some talented guys stepping in on the offensive line, uh, but they're young guys. Uh, they haven't worked with the guys that they're going to be working with. Um, except during this week in practice. Um, so I think there's going to be some issues uh, for Nebraska from that standpoint, and I definitely think it's going to, uh, again, if the weather forecast holds in any way, I do, I do think it's going to affect what uh, uh, Purdue can do offensively. And Purdue's defense has not exactly uh, established itself as a, as a dominant uh, defense. I think it's in the uh, total defenses and the – in the low 90s nationally and uh, against the run about 
80th. So, again, I think the balance goes in Nebraska's favor there uh, when you consider the weather and Nebraska's ability to run the ball. Mike, what do you think we can see from Nebraska's passing game? I know run the football, run the option has been most effective for Nebraska, but they were really dicey throwing the football uh, aside from the knockout shot to Malachi Coleman, which makes up for most of the day throwing the football. And that's got to get better. They're continuing to work on that, I know. But how big a part do you think throwing the football will be on Saturday for Nebraska? Well, it's kind of the reverse of, of Purdue's offense in that um, if, if you can establish the run and you do some of that option, um, that opens up some passing situations. Um, and you can utilize the tight end in those passing situations. I'm talking about what, what Tom Osborne did. But, um, you know, the, uh, the important factor is that you get receivers in there that are willing to uh, block as well as catch the ball. So you're not throwing the ball that often, but when you do, um, you have an opportunity to complete it because it's not something that the defense necessarily is going to anticipate. Again, if you get that running game going on a consistent basis, but you know, the passing game is something that Nebraska has to, has to improve on. There, there's no question about that. So Mike Babcock with us here, Hale Varsity Radio. We're brought to you by Cornhead Logger. And Mike, whenever you, you think about what this Nebraska and Purdue series has been in recent years, it's probably going to look a little bit different on Saturday because it's no longer that, that high-flying Jeff Brom offense. There's still some air raid tendencies within Purdue, but it's going to look a little bit different there. And their, their defense, while it's a work in progress, it flies around a little bit more. It's a little bit more physical. They're closer to what you'd expect a Big Ten team uh, to be on the defensive side of the ball, at least they're getting there. And I'd like to get your takes on on just like kind of the, the two different directions that some programs within the Big Ten are going with. Nebraska and Purdue kind of getting back to the, the physical, defensive-minded football that's made a lot of Big Ten teams successful in recent years. Kind of feels like Purdue and Nebraska are on the same wavelength there. And then you compare them to the likes of, of Wisconsin, who Phil Longo and that, that team, they want to be uh, a lot more pass-heavy moving forward. And I want to get your thoughts on kind of the, the stylistic matchup that we get to see on Saturday at Memorial Stadium because it does feel like two teams that are trying to return the, the Big Ten to its roots of, of physical football led by the defense. Yeah, well, I agree with you, Elijah. And, you know, the obvious thing starting Purdue hires Ryan Walters, whose background is defense. I mean, he was a defensive coordinator at Illinois the last two years. Uh uh, Rule called him a defensive mastermind, I think, um, at, at the news conference on Monday. Um, so obviously there's an emphasis there on defense. Now they've got a ways to go. When you look at it statistically, they've, you know, they don't rank that well on a, on a national basis, but that's the direction that they're trying to go, I think, with the hiring of Walters. With Nebraska, yeah, it's obviously a, a point of emphasis and I think you know we've seen results and it's you've got some solid guys that you rely on on a consistent basis you know guys like Robinson guys like Hotmacher, um, Luke Reimer now who, who's back um, and, and but they're rotating in a lot of guys they're getting guys in there and giving them an opportunity and they're stepping up and I thought it was interesting that uh, 
you know, Matt Rule is working with the scout team defense early in the week. Um, again, to help the offense in practice, um, he's working with this with the scout team defense, and that kind of attitude gets uh, James Williams in the game for a handful of plays on Saturday, and he makes a sack. And Nebraska has eight sacks, second time they've done that this season, at eight against Colorado, I think, and they've got 24 for the season. Um, so they're getting some pressure there. Um, now you just need to get to force some turnovers, but defense is, is where the where the Huskers are are uh, stepping up. I think uh, at this point. Mike Babcock with us from Hale Varsity at MD Babs on Twitter. Babbers, what do you think of of what we're seeing? With Nebraska, and I want to. Elijah and I talked about this this week, but specifically some of the personnel you see on third down, uh, and and James Williams is one of those guys that. What is he? He is a third down pass rush specialist, like you see in the NFL. And I'm not crowning the guy after one game, but that's what they saw in him, and that's how they're using him. You look at Bayer as a guy that uh, has been really high level when he's been on the field, and having guys that are specialists at different spots on the defensive side, uh, Nebraska's done really well with, with dropping guys in in certain situations and letting them thrive. Yeah, well, and it's, it's good for the for the players because the players know that if they work hard in practice, they're going to have an opportunity to get on the field. I mean, Matt Rule has talked about that. If he sees that in practice – they're going to find a way to get the guy on the field. So I think that's a good way to go about it um, is that you, for one thing, you're, you're not having guys that have to be on the field for every snap uh, uh, defensively when uh, you can get people to rotate in there in certain situations, certain packages, and uh, it rests guys on the one hand, and on the other hand, it gives guys who have worked hard in practice an opportunity to to get on the field and to see that uh, their commitment to hard work is, is paying off. It's being rewarded. And I think that's the way, you know, that's the situation with Williams. If you look at the depth chart, his name still is on the depth chart. <laughs> just on, there just on third and eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he, but he gets in there. He has an opportunity. He's on the scout or demonstration team now, I guess is the term that, that, that they call it. Um, and uh, getting on the field, he gets on the grass. Um, he, he has an opportunity to do that because of what he's done on the scout team. But he's apparently still on the scout team um, or the demonstration team, mm-hmm. but he gets that opportunity. I think that's good. I think the rota- rotate guys in there, I think it's good for – for uh, for everyone, and uh, Matt Rule did confirm on the coaches' show this week that James Williams will, uh, if all goes to plan, be retaining his redshirt this year. So only three more games left for Williams. Mike, before we get you out of here, though, about sixty seconds, I need to get your thoughts. We got some schedule news about Nebraska in 2025 yesterday. We didn't get a chance to hit on it. Cincinnati and Nebraska will be in 2025, as well as Houston Christian. Did you also have to look up who the hell Houston Christian was? No, because I saw that the it said it used to be Houston Baptist. So I, but when I first saw Houston Christian, I thought, uh, wait a minute, is this a? It's a private high school. Is this a team? <laughs> it's both. <laughs> it's like Howard, like playing some guy named Howard. Yeah, you know, which Northwestern did. 
Do you like that neutral? <laughs> do you like that neutral site spot though, Babbers? Quick thirty seconds yeah, in, in Indy. And it, it's not taking a home game away from Nebraska, so yeah, I think that's interesting that uh, that they'll play Cincinnati in the in Indianapolis. That that'll be good. I think good exposure, uh, which always helps recruiting and all kinds of things. Well, that's a pretty talent-rich region around that area. Mike Babcock from Hale Varsity. Uh, send him an email so you can get his bi-weekly uh, newsletter, and that's MikeB at HerdAntSports.com. Babbers, we will see you a little bit later this week. Thanks for giving us a few minutes today. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate you, Mike. There he is. Follow Mike on Twitter at MDBabs. Some thoughts from Mr. Hoiberg. And a little bit more on Nebraska-Purdue. Hale Varsity continues as we're presented by Cornhead Lager.